Hello everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Mental Health Truth Podcast. I am your host, Marcus, but you can call me Truth. And in this episode, is a very special topic. I feel like it's a topic that people often uh, misunderstand. They don't really know about it because there's so many similarities between this topic. And this topic is social anxiety. Now, for me personally, I would, um, if you know me, in ninth grade, um, I changed my um, Instagram account. I changed the username of it. It was just like MC Truth at the time, and I changed it to SAD Marcus. And the it wasn't the SAD didn't stand for sad as what people thought. It was for social anxiety disorder because that's what I honestly thought I was going through just based on how I was in ninth grade. You know, I was that kid that always um, complained about everything. I never really took action towards uh, the things that I was doing and what I was going through. So, and I had a hard time, like, talking to people. It wasn't, like, now where I just don't like small talk. It's just, like, I wasn't really good with people. And, like, say, like, I had a friend and he tried to introduce me to someone. I automatically, like, in my head, I was just like, um, there's not really any reason on uh, any of this happening because, like, it's not going to be a friendship after that because like most of the time it's just like an acquaintance like if you don't find that like some things that you uh, relate to then it's not gonna really be that much of like a friendship you know uh like like even my friendships now like there's not that many uh people that I can say that I relate to based on like the things that I enjoy like, there may be a few things here and there, but, like, the core things is, like, just missing. And, like, if people had those core things, like, I could talk for hours. But I'll I'll uh, dive into the story a little more as this episode goes through. But um, back to the topic of social anxiety. I feel like you can divide this thing into, like, three categories. So the first category would be social anxiety. Second category would be shyness. And the third category would be quiet. So there's people that's quiet, people that are shy, and people that actually have social anxiety. So my take on it is uh, people that are quiet, you know, like me. Like, I know for me, I just don't like small talk. And usually that's majority of the conversations now, especially with, like, uh, technology around, and I'll get to that later. There was an interesting article that I want to share with you. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of just small talk. There's not really meaningful conversations uh, going around, unless if like for me, like um, if it's something that I enjoy, like I can talk for hours, like I said before. But most of the time, it's things that I don't necessarily know about 
or I don't keep track of, so it's hard to really have a conversation when only one person knows about it and the other person doesn't. I'm usually more open, so, like, if someone has an interest, like, I'll look into it to see if I could potentially be interested, but it's usually not the other way around. It's, like, they don't necessarily care about, like, the things that, like, I'm interested in, so it's just, like, okay, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not mad at all. You know, you have your uh, things that you like, and I have mine, but... So quiet would be more towards like the introverts. Like you you don't necessarily have a problem like interacting with people in social situations. You either just like have nothing to say because you just don't have anything in common with people or you choose to be alone. You like to have your own space and be around yourself. So like when you're around other people, it's kind of like different for you. Because, like, you want to have your own space and now you're sharing it with a bunch of other people. You kind of have to, like, interact with other people. So I would say, like, that would be the more towards the quiet side. Now, the shyness side is a bit different. It's like you want to be around people. You want to have friends. You want to, uh, like, hang out with people, meet new people, stuff like that, uh, develop relationships. But you just necessarily like you you lack the social skills to like really like talk and interact with people that's how i feel like a lot of people are now with uh, social media and technology you don't necessarily have to like talk to people one-on-one you could essentially just like you could just talk on your phone you know you could text them you know you could call them but it's not the same as like talking in person you can do video chat Even that, it's still not the same because you're not necessarily, like, face-to-face with them. It's the closest thing you can do, but even then, it's not 100%. So, they just have a problem, like, with their social skills. Like, it's hard for them to, like, connect with people and, like, talk to them. You know, there's, like, certain cues they may have. Like, even for me, like, like, certain cues, like, let's say eye contact, you know. Like, there's people I talk to that I don't necessarily keep eye contact. Like, I don't, to me, like, I don't like eye contact as much as, like, it's normal to do. Like, I understand, like, it's normal to keep eye contact, but it just depends. Like, sometimes I just don't like uh, to keep eye contact with people. And that's just me. It's like, I can talk to them fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, talking to people even especially if it's like a good conversation going on but like some people like just like completely avoid eye contact and just look away or look to the side or look down and kind of it it kind of comes off as like rude like this person like doesn't really care and not interested so and then like you you just don't like talk anymore like it's kind of just over you kind of sense that disconnect from the other person you kind of don't really talk. So, like, shy people kind of, like, stay in their, like, they kind of stay in their own bubble, but they want to, like, like meet new people. It's just hard for them to kind of interact and have those social skills to use when they're in social situations. Now, social anxiety, on the other hand, to me, I just d- define it as shyness magnified times 10. Because it's essentially, 
like a lot of things you'll see it's literally the same thing it's just that social anxiety will have a bigger effect on like your personal life like you know shy people have like their group of friends right and like if they went out in like a social situation and like they were with their friends they would they would be okay for, for the most part you know like if they're around people they're comfortable with and then they're like talking to other people and especially like a topic comes up that they enjoy like they'll be okay with that like it wouldn't be a problem but like social anxiety is like you have a problem with like everything like you you have a fear like you have so much fear of just social situations you know you avoid all social situations where a shyness like you don't necessarily avoid it it's just hard for you it's difficult for you to um actually like interact with people but you actually like would make an attempt you know it's just hard for you but social anxiety you just have a fear of doing that because you, you all these thoughts are going in your head you feel like people won't like you that you will be judged very easily you know if you say something stupid people are just gonna look at you like all these different scenarios going in your head even though they're unlikely and even if they were likely and it did happen it's not as bad as you think it is so i just say it would be magnified times 10 but as you can see if you look at each three categories they all have very distinct similarities so it would be hard to distinguish like which one is which one you fit in because they're all so similar you may feel like you're at one side. You may feel like you have social anxiety, but really you're just quiet or really you're just shy. You're just not good at talking with people. You see what I mean? No, it's hard to have that distinction. Like it could go either way. You can be comfortable one day and then the next day you're like having like so much fear. Like it has to be consistent. It has to happen like cons consistently for it to be some sort of anxiety disorder and even then even then with the term social anxiety disorder i don't even like that to be honest i'd rather have someone say that like if it was me and let's say i had it right i had social anxiety disorder i'd rather have someone tell me that um you have a really hard time um in social situations you have a hard time interacting with people all of these thoughts and um, personal judgments come into your head whenever you're around people that you're really uncomfortable with i'd rather have that than to say it's an actual disorder like to me i wouldn't classify that as a disorder it's just like it is what it is and it depends on like your circumstances like based on like let's say like the way you grew up or something like for me for example you know like like when you're a kid like you develop those like core like social skills because all you do in like elementary school is like have fun and hang around with other kids so you talk to them but the thing was i rarely i rarely went to elementary school i never even went a full week besides kindergarten after kindergarten I never went a whole week. I would always miss at least two to three days out of that week. So there was always a disconnect. Every time I was there, I was just trying to catch up to see what was going on. Anything new happened because there was always something new happening. 
because I missed so many days. You know, like a lot of these things depend on context. I feel like a not enough context are given and people could say, oh, you have social anxiety disorder, even though like that's not necessarily the case. It's a case for a lot of people, but I feel like a lot of people as well, like don't necessarily have it, especially like in today's society. I feel like half the people would have it because a lot of people have a hard time talking to other people. Just because social media is way much easier. You could literally have a whole conversation with somebody. Like texting or like you message them. You could literally know everything about them. And then once you hang out for the first time, it feels different. It feels awkward. It feels like you know this person, but you don't necessarily know them. It's like it's not fully connected. There's not that full uh, connection or chemistry there. Because it's like... You talked online, but you haven't met in person and seen, like, everything. You haven't seen facial cues. You haven't seen any kind of body language. You haven't seen those things, so you don't necessarily know. And then if you get, like, a body language that you thought was different, let's say on text you thought it was, like, a positive uh, like a positive message, but then when you're in person you kind of get this feeling of, like, a negative body language. Maybe they... uh look away from you or something and you may think like what's going on it's not what you expected so like your expectations are kind of high when in reality it's it like the situation's gonna be lower so to speak but now after i gave my uh opinions i'm going to uh look at a few articles and i'll let you know what i think about it because like I was looking at these articles and most of like the definitions they give are so like generic and basic that it can apply to everyone. Like it's essentially like shyness, which is weird. I'm like, you just define shyness, but you're doing social anxiety. So like it's very confusing. All right. Now looking into the first article by socialphobia.org. And it's basically saying it's like a fact sheet for social anxiety. And it says social anxiety disorder or social phobia is the third largest mental health care problem in the world today. And here's the definition they give. Now, tell me if this is an accurate definition or if it is really generic. So it says social anxiety is the fear of social situations that involve interaction with other people. That's that's literally so, like, it's so broad. Like, a lot of people have fear in social situations that involve interaction with others. If you go somewhere and if, you, if you're with a group of people that you have no idea who they are, like, you're going to feel very uncomfortable. Like, you're not going to necessarily want to be in that like social interaction you know like if you say something that they may not like you may like have a fear of it you know like social anxiety would be like a fear of being in any kind of social situation like you avoid it as much as possible because you feel that you'll be judged and like 
you'll feel like really judged about. So I'm going to keep going with this definition. You could say social anxiety is the fear and anxiety of being negatively judged and evaluated by other people. Now, that would sound more like a a better definition. Because, and also, let me read the uh, next sentence. This is a pervasive disorder that causes anxiety and fear in most all areas, and almost, instead of most all, areas of a person's life. So, if you can... uh, I would say like the best definition would be to put all of these together. So social anxiety would be the fear of social situations that involve interaction with other people. Um, and no, no, social anxiety is the fear of social situations and the thought of being negatively judged and evaluated by other people that involve interaction and it necessarily affects almost all areas of a person's life. I would say that would be a better thing. But in the beginning, they just had fear of social situations that involve interaction with other people. A lot of people have uh, fear of social situations. You could say, you could literally take off social anxiety and put shyness there, and it would make perfect sense. You could even put quiet there. And it can make sense as well, because quiet people don't necessarily like social situations. They just like being with themselves. And if you're shy, you don't really have that great of social skills. So why would you want to put yourself in a situation that you're not that good at or that you're not necessarily comfortable with? So like you could put anything in. Um, the next uh, section People with social anxiety are many times seen by others as being shy, quiet, backward. I've never heard backward before. Withdrawn, inhibited, unfriendly, nervous, aloof, and disinterested. So, uh, again, like, with the disinterested part, it's more about, like, the different... uh, cues that you show like so some people like don't keep eye contact or don't necessarily fully pay attention to the conversation they kind of just want to like get out of it they kind of just want to like have this conversation uh get it over with so they don't have to deal with it anymore so they may not like pay fully attention they're just like yeah 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 you know like just trying to like get out of the, the conversation so you may feel like like, this person doesn't really care, doesn't even want to talk, which can come off as, like, rude. You know, it's like you're trying to, like, meet somebody. You're trying to, like, make a new friend, develop a new relationship, and they're necessarily, like, not giving you the same energy in the conversation that you're having. You know, like, the energy's very low. They're looking away all the time. It's like... You feel like you're wasting your time, so you might as well just, like, end the conversation and, like, not talk. Like, it was a bad idea. But, yeah, it's seen many times as being shy and quiet. Like, there's not that many distinctions. And let's see what they would say uh, further on. So, people with social anxiety want to make friends, be included in groups, 
and be involved and engaged in social interactions. That sounds like shyness to me. It doesn't sound like quiet, though. I'll say that. People that are, there's some people that are quiet that um, do want to make friends. But I would say the people that um, do necessarily want to make friends would be more towards the shyness category. Whereas quiet, you necess- you making friends is okay, but you'd rather be by yourself. You'd rather spend time with yourself and enjoy being with yourself. And if there's somebody that has like similar uh, characteristics as you or someone you feel comfortable with, then uh, you'll be more than happy to like have a conversation with them. And um, I also wanted to know, like, with me personally, I put myself more towards in the quiet category. And it's it's different. It's like like the relationships I have with people. It it all depends on how comfortable I am with the person. So and and um, how comfortable I am with the person doesn't depend on uh, how long I've known them. There's friends, like close friends that I've known for years and I'm not close with them. And there's people like I can meet like and be like super. I could just be comfortable with them. It it just depends on like what your interests are and if they are similar to mine. So like for a quick example. So if you know me. I'm a huge uh, Haley Kiyoko fan. So, like, you could literally walk down the street and just yell out Haley Kiyoko. And I would just be like, ooh, I'm interested. Let's have, like, a two-hour conversation at least. You know, it just be, it would be just like that. Like, I go, like, in-depth with, like, the things that I actually am interested in. So, like... For example, there was this friend I had for at least like at least eight years, I'd say, that I wasn't comfortable with. And we've been friends for so long. But like after we started hanging out more because we haven't hung out in like in a very long time or like we rarely have done it. But once we started hanging out more, I started becoming more open and comfortable. It's not 100 percent comfortable. But I am a lot more comfortable than I was before. Now, going to this other person. So, um, I've went. I went recently. I'd say about two to three weeks ago, to a. It was like a event for Haley. It was like um, for her new. Um, her new uh, album that she's making, she uh, released a single. It was called I Wish. And I remember uh, when I woke up that morning, I saw that there was a music video of hers. I was like, this is kind of, I didn't expect it. And I clicked on it so fast. I was like, I got to listen to it. And right when I listened to it, the first thing I thought was, where does this rank out of all of her other songs? But I'll get to that. I'll get to that uh, shortly after. So I go to this event, and like I'm just uh, standing in line. Like, it was a pretty short line, but it took forever to get in. 
And there was this person in front of me that, like, we started having a conversation. And, like, like I could have went on forever. Like, like, I was literally, like, when I was talking to this person, I was like, what's your favorite Hayley Kiyoko song? Uh, what would be your top five songs? Uh, what's your favorite album? Um, what's your top five from her recent album? What would be the worst song from her last album? What do you think is her worst song in general? Um, how would you rank each of her albums from worst to best? What is your favorite album and why? You can see how long I would go into detail about um, Haley. You know, I have like many different topics that I would bring up and I couldn't necessarily talk forever. So like we're talking and like it was just I was just instantly comfortable because it was something that I really cared about and I was interested in. So it's like I could talk forever like this is totally cool. So like it just depends on like like what the person's into to determine like how comfortable you are with them but like i would say for social anxiety it's like you're not necessarily comfortable with anything you have so much fear and so much anxiety just being in a social situation and like it affects your whole life because you don't really meet that many people and you don't really have that many friends that you can go to you know like, just think about, like, going out in public and just being in, like, a busy area like Los Angeles. Because there's tons of people out on the street. Like, just, like, thinking about that brings you anxiety. Just thinking about going to the store and going to the checkout. Like, that would be awkward even though it's, like, completely normal. It's, like, certain situations that just feel like it's, like, life-ending. Like, people are just going to think you're weird. Like, let's say, like, you're going in a checkout, and let's say, like, you drop your keys or something. Like, you're going to feel, like, really embarrassed by that. You're just going to feel like everyone's staring at you. Everyone's looking at you, giving you this, like, um, like awkward face. Like, uh, why don't you hurry up already? And stuff like that. You just get all of these, like, thoughts coming into your head. It's like, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's like, how do I clear my head on these things but i want to uh keep going so although people with social anxiety want to be friendly open and sociable it is fear that holds them back so it's like they want to do these things it's like shyness like they want to do these things but with shyness they're just not they don't have like the good social skills and like social anxiety is like that as well but they just have so much fears going on in their head, like just so many personal judgments, self-evaluations that they can't necessarily talk uh, to other people. And it could also be not even it could also be based on like their past. Like there could have been a lot of things that happened to this person and that just made them feel really terrible. And now every time they go. Um, to talk to people, they just have that thought that like, oh, they're just not even gonna like me. Like every like just one like one like noticeable cue. Like maybe they look away once. Like the person you're talking about look looks looks away one time. You may just automatically take that in as like they don't want to talk to me. You know they're just gonna think I'm 
like this big weirdo. So let me just leave them alone and just not bother them. <clears throat> I know that was that was me in middle school. Like someone could say one thing. I just it was it. It was it. It's like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Let me just leave them alone. You know, I'll just literally walk away from the group. And they're like, they're thinking like, it's not that serious. But in my head, I'm like, you know, like, y'all all think that way. Instead of just that one person. Like, everyone thinks that way. Everyone just wants me out of this group. You know, I'm kind of just like a distraction there. I'm not really talking in the group. I'm just there. You know, I'm just listening. So it's like, it wouldn't be an issue if I left. Here's the... uh the triggering symptoms. So people with social anxiety usually experience significant distress in the following situations. Being introduced to other people. I would say that's not necessarily a big one. Um, you introduce to people all the time. I feel like it's when you have that, when you start that whole conversation, it gets kind of triggering for you. Or, like, if you know that you're going somewhere and, like, like people invited, like, other people that you don't know, you may feel, like, that anxiety. You may feel like, oh, I'm going to have to meet these people, like, way in advance before you even interact with them. So you may just have that fear building up, leading up to this situation. Uh, being teased or criticized, I'd say that's a huge one. You know, like, imagine, like, you're being teased or criticized for a long time. And, like, you go talk to other people. Like, you're going to feel, you're just going to have those self-doubting negative thoughts. You're just going to feel terrible about yourself. It's like, you know, these people don't necessarily like me. You know, I don't even like myself. So, like, like you would try to be sociable, but... It's just hard for you because you always have these thoughts coming into your head. Like every time someone says like or you may take something you said as weird, you know, when it's not really like someone may give you like a look, you know, like, eh, I don't know about that. And you may take that completely different. It's like, oh, this person hates me. They think I'm weird. Let me just get out of the situation. You know, I'm sorry that I bothered you. You know, I won't bother you anymore. And it's not even, like, they're not even taking it that seriously. But, like, you internalize it. You take it that seriously. You take it that seriously in your head and in your mind. Um, Being the center of attention. Now, this is something I don't like. I don't necessarily like being the center of attention. Because, like, there's not, there's no benefit of being the center of attention. Like, I would understand being, like, kind of feeling weird and awkward about being the center of attention. Maybe, like, if you were, like, sharing, like, your own story or, like, you're talking to somebody and they ask, like, oh, what happened? And, like, you're kind of the center of attention because you have to, like, share your story and share what happened to you. Or, like, like what happened at that event. So maybe that would bring, like, fear towards you. It's like maybe you don't want to say like the wrong thing. You don't want to come off as weird. Like you don't want people to just like judge you based on like what you're talking about. So I would say that would be like being the center of attention. Being watched or observed while doing something. 
this is i would say this one is definitely for me i don't like people like watching me do something it's like can you look at something else instead of staring at me and like watching me do what i'm doing especially like uh if i'm doing something like important or like it would be weird like even like at school if like i'm doing something and like let's say like a professor is just looking at you while you're doing your work like you don't necessarily want to put like the wrong answer so you kind of just like write anything and erase it write anything and erase it until they kind of walk away and then you keep going with your work that'd be something like that for me but like how would you feel like if someone was watching you or just observing you while you were doing something that felt really weird and awkward you i would say no one really want that so i would say that's more about everything even like everyone would feel kind of awkward about it but i guess um they're saying that it would be more magnified like with the social anxiety like they will have like many more fear more thoughts than other people that don't have it having to say something in a formal public situation okay i'd say that's similar to like talking to people it's more of all in like the interactions you know like you may not necessarily be good with talking to people you may have not the best social skills so it may be difficult for you to like have like a formal conver- conversation you know and just like being like formal with people you may not be someone that speaks formal you know you may just be comfortable with your own like how you talk um meeting people in authority important people and authority figures i feel like not a lot of people would want to like talk to people like in authority because it's like you see these people as like higher like you see them as like a higher uh person and you feel kind of like lower than them so you would feel some sort of stress or like fear and anxiety it's like you know what am i going to say like are these people going to think that i'm weird awkward in any kind of way so i would say that's more towards the interaction part it's just authority has like higher power so you may feel like you don't want to say the wrong things or you might get in trouble here's here's a good one i like this one feeling insecure and out of place in social situations and they have quote i don't know what to say i'd say this is me to this day but i would say i don't know what to say because i know that the person i'm talking to doesn't like what i like and that um i don't necessarily like what they like so what would there what, what else would there be to say like you don't like anything i like and i don't like anything that you like so there's just not a connection there and that's what a lot of people i hear a lot of people say well, well i don't know what to say and not necessarily based on like helping people cuz i talked about this before like i hate it when um like you're going through like a mental health issue like let's say depression you're going through depression and like you're telling people like what's going on and you're looking you're reaching out for help and these people just say oh i don't know what to say it's like they didn't even try but like in this sort of situation like it's normal like you don't know necessarily know what to say like 
would you rather just like bring up any random topic like it's just that silence that silence is there and like you just think of anything like would you like talk to somebody and then like let's say the conversation goes empty and then just turn around and just think of like oh do you like frogs like that would be really random and like it wouldn't lead to anything person would be like yes or no i'm like oh why do you like frogs no uh because uh they're cool i'm like okay you know i think frogs are cool too and then the conversation's over it's like there's only so much you can say in a conversation if you don't necessarily have anything in common but if it's like if it's like you do have things in common and you just like honestly like are afraid of like saying it or afraid of like having people like think of you differently then you may say like I don't know what to say like in regards to like social anxiety I just thought that was a good one because I feel like a lot of people especially in today's society says that um embarrassing easily so blushing and shaking and like these are just like common like symptoms of like regular anxiety. You know, like you'll have like the shaking feeling. You'll just feel like everyone's kind of looking at you. Like everyone's just giving you that mean look. And like it's not even like that, but it just feels weird, you know? But like, yeah, you would get embarrassed easily because of you having all of those thoughts. So you think like the moment you say something wrong, or you think that it's wrong, or people took it a different way, you're going to feel really embarrassed, and you're just going to, like, want to leave as fast as possible, so no one will, like, look at you, like, kind of just, like, just feeling really unawkward and nervous. And the last two is meeting other people's eyes. Um, I said this before, I don't necessarily like eye contact as much as other people do, you know, but it could it is a sign of like being rude or like com- being completely uninterested in a conversation so like it's weird because i do that to some people but they don't necessarily have an issue with it but like when i'm talking to somebody and they don't like they're kind of looking away or not having eye contact i take it as oh they don't care it's like i take it as something bad or like negative or they're uninterested but when i do it like i expect people to not take it that way which is weird it's just something that i i go through the last one is swallowing writing talking making phone calls if in public you know i would say that's not necessarily a common one i'd say just doing any kind of action where people are looking at you in public would be kind of weird so it's it's similar to being watched or observed while doing something. It's essentially the same thing in public. So that's essentially like what um you would uh include. And like the last part, the last part on this article, then we'll move on to the next one. It's just the uh the emotional symptoms of social anxiety. So you would have high levels of fear you know, nervousness, negative cycles going on. You'll have a racing heartbeat. You'll blush a lot. You'll have excessive sweating, dry throat and mouth, trembling and muscle twitches. 
So it's essentially like the symptoms you would see in regular uh, anxiety. It's literally just anxiety and social situations. That's basically what social anxiety is. Um, now I'm going to go to the second one. And this one has like a lot of um, similarities. And this one's from WebMD, just based on what uh, social anxiety is. So they don't necessarily give you a definition on this one either. They just say, if you have social anxiety disorder, the stress of these situations is too much to handle. You might avoid all social contact because things that other people consider normal, like making small talk and eye contact, make you so uncomfortable. If this, if, if I just read this first description, I'd say I'd have it by then, just with this description. I don't like small talk, and I don't like eye contact. But, but the thing is, I don't avoid these things. Like, if I have to talk, and I know it's going to be small talk, then I just have to go through it. You know, there's many situations where I've used eye contact, even though I don't like it. Because I know that, like, it's more formal, and it's, like... Uh, polite to do so not necessarily the small talk but the eye contact it just it feels uncomfortable though it's like i don't necessarily want to make this eye contact but you know like i'm not trying to be rude you know but it's okay there's many times i talked where i've just looked up or looked down or like i'll look at somebody but it'll be like to the corner of my eye like i'll be staring right at them but like my eyes are like looking this way it's looking outwards Instead of looking directly at you. That's what I'll do a lot of the times. Instead of like looking like. You know like directly at you. But. So we all know the feeling of being nervous. Or uncomfortable in a social situation. And we've all gone through that. Maybe you've climbed up. When meeting someone new. Or gotten sweaty palms. Before making a big presentation. I'd say we all gone that through that too. You know like. It's always kind of like a nervous feeling when you're meeting someone for the first time. Or like you have to make a presentation. You don't know how well you're going to do. You may feel like awkward or anxious about it. Uh, Public speaking or walking into a room full of strangers isn't exactly thrilling for everybody. But most people can get through it. You know, you feel like you're nervous. You're like, I don't necessarily want to do this. But you know you have to get through it. You know, and you eventually get through it. You You make it alive. You know, you're not going to die or anything. You may feel sweaty, you know, but you feel like you accomplished this big thing. Like, it's more of like good, it's like a good stress, you know. It's like you got it, like, it's stressing you out, but like, you know, like, you got to get through it. And like, you actually like work harder and work towards like getting that done so you don't have to deal with it again. Um, But here are the... It says here this the common situations that people tend to have trouble with. So talking with strangers, of course. Speaking in public, of course. Dating, of course. Making eye contact, entering rooms, using public restrooms, going to parties, eating in front of other people, going to school or work, and starting conversations. Even even me to this day, like I don't really start conversations. Like, I tell people I'm like a closed, open book. I won't necessarily say anything at first, but you can ask me any question and I'll answer it. And then the uh, 
the uh, more in-depth uh, things they gave for social anxiety is the same things uh, we've talked about before, um, besides one, besides one thing. So it says it's an overwhelming fear of being judged by others in social situations. Yes. Being embarrassed or humili- humiliated and showing it by blushing, sweating or shaking. Being the center of attention. And here's a new one. Accidentally offending someone. So, like, you may be talking to somebody and, like, you accidentally offend them. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. You know, I'm such a bad person for doing that, you know. Uh, It would be best for you not to uh, talk to me or, like, really interact with me. You know, like, you just feel so bad for offending that person. That you feel like you're like the worst human being in the world. You know, you feel like you just did like something really terrible and it really hurts your feelings. Well, it really hurt their feelings, not necessarily your feelings. So that's it for those two articles. I wanted to bring up this last article that I found on Counselor Today. I actually have the... uh actual article in hand so i'll be reading some parts from this article so i'm gonna just leave it down on my computer desk and look down and read it so the article is called technology and social anxiety a double-edged sword so it starts off we live in a world where a person can text a happy birthday message to a friend, order a week's worth of groceries for delivery, and apply for a loan with the click of a button, all without having to speak to another human. Now, we're going more towards less interaction with people, more towards uh, we could get everything in our house. Um, So when it comes to social anxiety, technology can be a double-edged sword. Clients can certainly use it as an easy escape route to avoid social situations. 100% agree, you know. They're like, I don't have to talk to anybody, you know. I have my phone. I could just text them. It's easy, you know. Like, what's the issue with that, you know, with just texting somebody, you know, saying what's up, you know, having a conversation with them. But it's when you actually be in those social situations that you feel really awkward and uneasy about things. That's the issue that you would have. But it's hard to really distinguish that, you know. But here's the thing that they say. Uh, Mental health practitioners can use it as a teaching tool with clients as a bridge to overcoming long-held behavioral patterns. As great as it can be, technology can be part of avoidance. So, like, my, my thing is... You use it to help people um, with uh, social anxiety, but then you say it's a, it can be used as avoidance. So wouldn't wouldn't that be like wouldn't that be a contradiction? Like, wouldn't you you're saying you use technology? You know, let's say someone's not good at speaking. No, I like social interactions, right? So you use technology as like a stepping stone. You know. You know, like, try, like, texting somebody, you know, see how well you do there. You know, like, what's the next step? What can we do next? Maybe it's a video chat. 
you know, and then they slowly work up to, like, talking to somebody in person, you know, like, that would be the only way for it, I would see that it would work, but then you'll even get those people that use their phone all the time, and you won't even have, like, good conversations, you'll eventually see, like, I'm having way better conversations uh, on my phone, you know, with texting and video chatting, that why would I even try doing, like, any kind of, like, actual face-to-face interactions. So, like, if it's doing bad for, like, just general, like, people to, like, have social situations, then why are you using it to help people that are not good in social situations? Like, you see what I mean? Like, it's bad for one set of people, but it can benefit the other set, like, the other set of people. Like, when they just meet in the middle and, like, no one really has good social skills? Because the people that, like, avoid it and just use their phones, and let's say they don't have social anxiety, you know, they may be, like, okay at talking to people, but, like, they're not, like, really good at these social interactions. So you have these people down here, and then you'll have somebody that has social anxiety using technology as like practice and as a stepping stone and they get to hear and like you actually like actually have a one-on-one conversation and this person's just sitting there on their phones you know like they'll have like a disconnect in the situ- in the conversation you know they may talk for a little bit uh check the phone talk for a little bit check the phone there's always going to be that disconnect So how would anybody ever be good at social skills if there's always going to be that disconnect with technology? One side's using it for the wrong reasons and one side's using it to help them out. But either, either way, technology is still being used. And the whole goal is to develop social skills without the use of technology, like actually talking to people face to face. So it wouldn't necessarily work 100% that way. But um, I'm going to keep going. So let's see. So here, here's a good one. Clients who see photos and posts about friends and peers' vacations, children's or happy life events may come to believe that their lives pale in comparison. So continuing. She says social media... Um, This is a licensed professional counselor. She says, social media has created a new layer of social anxiety centered around likes, comments, and followers in many of the adolescents with whom she works. I see students every day who are upset to the point of panic attacks that they've lost followers or that no one is liking their Instagram pictures. Instead of being afraid of being seen as stupid, these kids are afraid of not getting likes. This is a whole new world of judgment that has been unleashed on our teens and is taking a toll. All these people using social media, you know, they're saying, like, they only care about the likes and, like, the comments. It's not necessarily, like, they're essentially saying no one cares about, like, actual interactions anymore. It's literally just about, you know, how many, how how popular I am in a digital world instead of, like, focusing on the, your actual real-life world. 
people are actually having panic attacks for losing followers and not getting as many likes as they did before. Like, to me, it's like, who cares really about likes? Who cares about, like, these things? Like, just do you and be yourself. Like, if you're more natural, you will, like, grow more organically. And you, like, people, more people like to see your stuff. Instead of, like, you wondering, like, oh, you know, why am I not getting enough likes? You know, let me find something that gets enough likes so people will like me. It's like they're basing their, like, self-esteem on, like, their digital profiles instead of actually who they are. So they kind of create this, like, fake persona. And it's what I said before, going back to the earlier point. People only post, like, their best moments, you know, they're on vacation or they're, like, taking a picture next to a car that's not even theirs. Like, they're, like, posting all of these great moments that only last for, like, a few seconds. But, like, you see the picture and you just think they're having the time of their lives. So then you actually go and look at it. Like, let's say someone that doesn't really have those things sees that. Like, they're going to think that their life is, like, terrible, you know? Like, why am I not having as much fun as this person has? You know, why is my not my life not as good? You know, and then they feel bad about themselves. Like, what can you expect? Like, you have so many of these people that are fake and, like, inauthentic and, like, don't really, like, show themselves, show who they truly are. They only show, like, what they want to be seen to other people. It's like... How can anyone know who you are and, like, know, like, who you truly are as a person without you showing, like, your true colors? So, that was, like, the most important points that I wanted to to describe. But here's the thing where they was talking about using uh, technology to help people. So, it says, using texting video and other digital means of conversation can help people with social anxiety learn social skills and give them a chance to practice new skills in a safer lower stakes environment now what i said before like i don't think this would necessarily help them because it's different like i would rather have this person like only like talk, like be with someone they're truly comfortable with 100% and like let's just say talk to one person you know like maybe like it's a close friend of theirs but they the the person with social anxiety doesn't know them and like maybe just say hi to them and that's it you know like just say hi to them like slowly like you know like develop that confidence and that self esteem to like actually talk to people You know, like, the thoughts that they have, like, they're not true, you know? Like, they can work towards it. Instead of using technology, they can feel so comfortable about it. But once they actually go into the real world and talk to people, it's not the same. It's not even close to the same. Because, like, you, even then, like, people without it feel awkward talking to people. So, like, if you just using the means of technology, you'd see that it's easier to like communicate with people and that's all they will use they're not gonna like even if you went to counseling and that was like a technique like right when they get out they're just gonna gravitate more towards technology because it's easier for them they're not gonna actually talk to people out there they're not gonna actually have like conversations with others 
So I don't see that as like a way of like 100% helping other other people. I, I just don't see it like as something that will work out 100% for them. But that's all I wanted to say for the that article. So this is essentially the end of episode four of the Mental Health Truth podcast. You know, let me know what you think about this episode, you know. Um, leave a comment if you have a comment of what you thought about it or what do you think is the best way to deal with social anxiety. Now, do you agree with what the article was saying about using technology to help them out? Or do you think that way is just like it's it's going to lead them like to a different direction instead of the right direction to help them, you know? You know, leave a rating on uh, this podcast, you know, um, if you haven't already, uh, check out my Instagram. I post uh, various mental health videos. Now, my Instagram is mentalhealthtruth underscore. So be sure to check that out and let me know if you enjoy it. You know, feel free to comment uh, any anything like if you disagree with something, if you agree with something and let's just have a conversation about it. You know, I'm always willing to uh, talk to people and be open uh, for a discussion. So that's all. And I will see you guys later. Thank you all for watching.